All right, we are out here today in Prestonsburg, Kentucky. We are at the Jenny Wiley Festival. Uh, I didn't really know much about the Jenny Wiley Festival until this week, but I thought, hey, we better get out there. There's plenty of fish. So today, I'm once again joined by David Fairchild, the man with the plan, but also we've got a new man on the podcast today, Alex Garner. What up, what up, what up? Alex Garner is the pastor of... Christ Community Baptist Church here in Presensburg. And already, not yet. Already, Church. not yet. It's in the works. It's yeah. coming soon. April 17th. April 17th. Uh, but we're going to get out here. We're going to see who all we can find to talk to, and we'll uh, share the gospel with whoever's willing to listen. So let's see what happens. We're rolling. All right, so we're back here at Jenny Wally Festival. I'm here with David, Chris, and Owen Cottle. And Owen is not only wearing a fantastic shirt right now that I'm jealous of, but um, Owen, what kind of booth are you guys working at today? Uh, we're the Freemasons uh, Masonic Lodge here in Prestonsburg. Uh, Zebulon Lodge 273. We're located down here uh, across from Earl Castle's Jewelry. Okay. Uh, we're just a Freemasons Lodge, mostly everything that we do goes to the programs and funds that we do, uh, fundraisers and things. We have different programs. We have a scholarship program and a bicycle program. Basically what we do is every year, all the funds we raise, uh, we give out a scholarship to local seniors at Prestonsburg High School. They can go through an application process, apply for a scholarship. Uh, we pick from you know their GPA, uh, parents' income, things like that. It'll help them maybe when they go to school. Any university it can be technical, trade, it can be university, uh, even Big Sandy. As long as they get us a copy of their transcript uh, with their application, uh, we go through the list. This past year we had four, last year we had nine, and years prior than that we only had about one or two. So we've, we've been trying to pick it up over the past few years. Uh, so all the money we raise goes straight to that, and then our bicycle program is we, uh, we buy two or three bicycles, if uh, not four, try to aim for ten. We've done ten in the past few years, and what that does is we take those bicycles and we put them in local uh, elementary schools and middle schools. Uh, we do Adams and uh, Prestonsburg. Uh, there's four other lodges in Floyd County. There's one in uh, Wayland, Kentucky, James W. Alley. There's one in Wheelwright, Wheelwright A89. And then there's one in Martin. And they cover elementary schools and middle schools in the county as well. Okay. And uh, we put the bicycles in the school, and they use them for perfect attendance. So if the kids get perfect attendance at the end of the year, they can get the bicycles uh, based on, you know, picking okay. which students out of a, a drawing or however the yeah. school wants to do it. Uh, we have other programs as well. We do a lot of fundraisers throughout the year. Uh, we did nine fundraisers this year. Uh, normally we only do one, but uh, COVID, we couldn't do any fundraising. Yeah. We, so we were a little bit behind because of that. So this year we decided to uh, try to do as many fundraisers as we could uh, just to get money back into the schools, especially helping with kids and stuff. There's a lot of kids in our county that actually don't have meals, don't have clothes, don't have shoes. Yeah. Uh, we try to focus on taking care of those that can't take yeah. care of themselves that's really what we try to do is just help those people okay. Care, we'll let him he can hold i know he can hold the mic yeah. <laughs> owen's good like yeah yeah i understand <laughs> owen can hold it um that's wonderful now owen when did you so you graduated in 2013 yep. okay so when did you become a mason 2014 okay awesome so you've been only the only requirements is you have to be 18 years old you have to profess a belief in a creator of the universe yeah and you have to have no felony 
Okay. Well, <laughs> the felony part's interesting. Yeah. 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 So uh, I think th- I think that's a good segue into this conversation in in spiritual matters, mm-hmm. um, the belief in a in a higher being. So do you what from your experience with Masons mm-hmm. are most of them Christian or most of them agnostic? Okay. So this is a very long conversation, if you don't mind. Yeah. So. Masonry is a global institution. It's uh-huh. a global organization. Yeah, long history. We're all over the planet. Yeah. Um, our core principle is based on a creator of the universe. Okay. A being that created all of existence. Mm-hmm. For some people, that may be a, a being that's uh, not necessarily monotheistic. As from my understanding of it, and the way a lot of people believe it is, some are monotheistic in the idea of it's God. Yeah. It's it's the Christian God. It's, it can only be the Christian God. Okay. And some in the organization also believe that it could be a God. Okay. So there's, as you well know, with the definition of God, there's varying mm-hmm. definitions of yeah. God. Yeah. You know, the, we have the first one, which is the monotheistic version. Then we have the polytheistic version with other religions. So it's it's you kinda, can be in good standing as a Mason on either side. Yeah. It's okay. it's it's kind of open to interpretation. Yeah. Okay. Now here in Kentucky, we focus on God, and a lot of guys, especially here uh, in Eastern Kentucky, focus on the Christian God. Okay. Uh, we have a lot of members who are different denominations, Methodist, yeah. Free Will Baptist, Southern Baptist, Old Regulars, mm-hmm. all, all of them, just yeah. all different kinds of domina- denominations. And really, all we care about is a belief in God. Yeah. That's really what we, we care about. That's our core principle. Yeah. However that is to you, that's between the individual and God. Okay. Um, now, you personally, do you believe in a, a an afterlife? Yes, uh, okay. 100%. Okay. Is that... Would you say your your view on the afterlife is consistent with the biblical heaven and hell, or is it a little different? I th- it's a little hard to explain. Um, hmm. Have you ever read about Nirvana? I've listened to their music. <laughs> Nirvana with Buddhists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, a, a place of eternal peace. Okay. Um, that's, that's that's all people, or just kind of like the everyone, uh, any anyone. Okay. Um, is, is capable of achieving eternal peace okay. or uh, achieving a place where basically like heaven kind okay. of thing. Uh, I do believe differently than most people. I do believe that we live multiple lives until okay. we get to that point where we are able to achieve entering into it, okay. if that makes any sense. Okay. Uh, so sort of about reincarnation a little bit. Okay. Uh, but it's about, I don't believe that God gave us only 80 to 100 years to live to prove to him that we're good people or a good soul. Sure. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. I believe that he, if we live our lives, and there's certain lessons that we're supposed to learn, we don't learn them. Mm-hmm. He gives us another chance and brings us back to learn those okay. lessons again. Okay. So, uh, do you? So, does my morality in this life does that matter at all to get to this state of nirvana, this state of peace? Can I? Can I live? Can I be? I'm using the extreme examples here. Mm-hmm. Can the Hitler of the world get to the same level of peace versus the? the uh, one who works for, you know, Habitat for Humanity or, mm-hmm. you know, can they, are they both heading to the same place no matter what they do in this life? Okay. So this is a, this is a, a different variation of this. So for me, we have, trying to figure out how to put it into words. Um, so in the world, right, we have different levels of um it's the best way to put this into words so we have a good path 
and a bad path. A negative path and a positive path, right? A lot of people believe that, and the best way I can um, reference this is Aaron Abke. I don't know if you know him. That's someone you can listen to on YouTube. He writes, or he does a lot of podcasts about um, the logos is what it's called. Uh, And it's about um, the law of one. It's about a book called The Law of One. It was written, I think it was in the 80s, I believe is when it was. And it's not written, written with the idea of a look at it with a, a religious point of view. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of look at it a scientific way instead mm-hmm. of a religious way. Uh, but a lot of people have interpreted it in religious context. Okay. As you well know, that probably happens a lot, sure. especially when we get into cults mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Books that they write or things that they write can mm-hmm. be taken in a religious context. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, 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 people can run with it. Yeah. Uh, for the book that I read, which I've read The Law of One and The Kabbalion, and I'm big on the Bible too. I think they're amazing, important books. You can learn a lot from them. Um, for me, my spiritual journey is everlasting. It's eternal okay. um, until I reach a place of eternal peace. Okay. Uh, with morality, you have this negative and, and positive path, right? Yeah. And if you're on a negative path, it's going to take you a really long time before you can get on the mm-hmm. positive path. Mm-hmm. And you could take 100 years, you could take thousands of years or mm-hmm. millions of years. You could live mm-hmm. in different time or different eras. Uh, for me, we see time on a linear scale, mm-hmm. but to God, it's not on a linear scale. Mm-hmm. And the Bible mentions that when it says a day to humans is a thousand years to God. Yeah. And contextually speaking, I don't think we actually know if it's a thousand years or more. You know, I, I don't know if... If God sees it as linear, he sees it as it just exists. Okay. Uh, so, you know, in the 1800s and present day, to him, it's existence. Okay. You know, my past yeah. life, my past self yeah. yesterday and today is me. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. if I make a mistake yesterday and I make a mistake today, I made a mistake. Okay. So it wasn't that I made one yesterday. It's that I'm making mistakes. Yeah. And so that's what the focus is, is to continue on until you start to learn to do better Okay. And become this perfect yeah. being like God. Yeah. But that's way on line, way on down yeah. the line. That's uh, interesting. That's actually kind of, there's some similarities in that in, in my conversations with Mormons. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously as Christians, um, there's the spiritual aspect to our standard for what we believe. You know, mm-hmm. and I think we both agree that um, saying that I believe X, Y, and Z and without having some form of what we believe to be objective truth that we're getting the standard from is 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 would be an error mm-hmm. uh, because we all can have opinions but when we're going to talk about what we think is true we need to have something objective to yeah. lean on yeah. um so as christians there's there's the side that uh, unfortunately many christians I'm, I'm probably sure that you interact with they say well i just believe the bible is true and it alone and that is my source of objective truth mm-hmm. Because I believe that, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I've always been told. And, and to for Christians, there is the the very true reality that um, the Spirit of God confirms to us the mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. But I think even in a um, m- more secular version of just the historical realities of, of the Scriptures, is it's unparalleled mm-hmm. in the sense that you have a, a book, CC six books. 40 authors written on three different continents, 1,500 years mm-hmm. from G- Genesis to Revelation, mm-hmm. uh, three languages, yep. and how it all finds its unity in Christ. And so there, I think there's 
even compelling reasons to elevate the 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 Bible versus other things that maybe have only been leaned on as reliable sources for mm-hmm. spir- spiritual matters in the last 500 years or so. I can agree with that. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. So for us then, on, on our perspective of, of, of the afterlife, which you know we've had uh, dialogues before online, is um, so in Exodus 20, when, when God gives us, um, when he gave Moses the law, mm-hmm. that was to reveal to Moses and to Israel and even the other nations that we aren't good people. Mm-hmm. Um, when we compare ourselves to the law of God and we, we see, you know, uh, you shall honor your father and mother, you shall not lie, you shall not steal, um, have no other gods before me, and now none of us, we don't see anyone carving idols out of wood and stone today, but we all have before loved things and set things in our heart and mind mm-hmm. above God. Yes, um, a lot of so, people do that, Yeah, even nowadays. Yeah, and so when we compare, and that was just four of the uh, laws of the Ten Commandments, um, but so when we compare ourselves to the law of God, we realize, okay, you know, I thought that I was better than Johnny, mm-hmm. you know, and, and as long as I'm comparing myself to Johnny, I think I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. But when I compare myself to the law of God, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's what, and I've listened to previous podcast episodes with, with Chris and David, and I think around here, and you might agree with this, people don't understand why Jesus came. They, they focus on his death and resurrection, yes. but yes. it's like, okay, why has Jesus come? And we know that the Bible teaches us that he came to fulfill the law on mm-hmm. our behalf because we're not good. Paul says in Romans 3 that, that no one is good, that all have fallen short of the glory of God in, in Romans 6. And so we realize, okay, that if it's if if I believe in an afterlife, whether we believe that it's, it's uh, everlasting peace, as, as you believe, as you affirm, or as we believe it's, okay, one heaven and hell, mm-hmm. and the, the, the destination depends on works, depends on righteousness. So the only people who are going to get to heaven are those who are righteous, mm-hmm. and the only people who are going to go to hell are those who are, are not righteous. Mm-hmm. But as Christians, we believe that we're all not righteous. We've mm-hmm. all sinned. We've all fallen short. We all sin daily. Exactly. Even as Christians, we still affirm that, that, that perfectionism is a lie. So what Jesus came to do, he came to fulfill the law on behalf of his people. And he lived a perfect life. He was both truly God, truly man in the incarnation. Um, Jesus never became God. He, he did become a human being, though, mm-hmm. um, to live the law, to, li- to, to fulfill the law and to live the life that, mm-hmm. that God required his people in the Old Testament to do, yet we utterly failed. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we come to the cross, we see a climax of the, of the story of the gospel where Jesus' perfect righteousness the life that he lived mm-hmm. is is when we come to the cross, it can, can kind of be confusing. Like, why is this perfect man experiencing death, torture? Yeah, torture. Mm-hmm. What what is the cross about? Well, in Christian theology, from the scriptures, we see that on the cross, Jesus is taking the place of his people, sinners, who and, and he's being our substitute. So when we when we look to the cross, we look okay. Jesus has taken our place. Mm-hmm. The cross is what I deserved, not what what Jesus deserved. But when I experience salvation, eternal life, that is me receiving what what Jesus earned in His life. Mm-hmm. So um, when when I think going back to eternal life and the afterlife, um, I believe that I'll be in heaven. But the reason I believe that is not because that I'm I think I'm a, a good person. I like to think that I'm you know that I'm I'm kind and things like that. But that's not the basis of my salvation. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's Christ mm-hmm. and the response to to Jesus on the cross and you know I know that we've had this as well is is faith you know turning from our sin trusting in Christ alone for salvation completely abandoning the idea that I can get to heaven uh, by my own merit mm-hmm. you know I, I've said this with many people even if I came up with a cure for cancer that still wouldn't merit eternal mm-hmm. life. You're not guaranteed. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we see that the scriptures that God is holy, and the, the law shows us that God is holy because it shows us how separate <laughs> and how set apart God is and his standard mm-hmm. versus our standard, um, the standard that we make when we judge ourselves toward other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so how does that, does that make, does that make sense? Does, is that, is that what you've heard from Christians in the past? Or do you feel like there's a lot of Christians who, think that they, they they profess Christ mm-hmm. but if you were to press them into the question do you think you're going to heaven they're going to say I think we're going to go to heaven because I'm a good person I will have to agree with your last statement there um, I'm brutally honest so I'm just shoot you straight yeah yeah as always um, I think there's a lot of people especially in our immediate area who yeah. they go to church on Sunday and that's unfortunately as far as their beliefs go with God they don't go on Wednesday yeah or they don't come back on Wednesday night, yeah. you know, to help out. Now, I know there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who really do help out with their church. They're there almost every day of the week, mm-hmm. and they're great people. Mm-hmm. But I also know that those people will look at me and also say, I don't believe I'm going to heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, not yet. Mm-hmm. You know, not until I have more things to do. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people in this area who think that they live up to Jesus' standards. Yeah. But they don't. Yeah. And that's the truth. They really don't. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think really that's not what the intention was yeah for me that's not the intention that jesus intended yeah i think jesus gave us his life is a guideline okay it gives us a standard that we're supposed to live up to do you feel like it's possible for human beings to to reach the standard of christ mm-hmm. apart from christ so mm-hmm. we you know we believe in the concept of grace that we're mm-hmm. saved by grace through faith and mm-hmm. so grace salvation being by grace is that jesus has accomplished for us what mm-hmm. we can't accomplish ourselves Okay. And that's given it. So his righteousness, let me make, so everything Jesus earned in his life Mm -hmm. is given to his people on the basis of faith alone. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're all on this journey, Christians are, of sanctification, becoming more like Christ. Mm -hmm. But I reject the idea that I'm going to attain the perfect righteousness of Christ in this life. Like Mm -hmm. I'm never going to be sinless, Mm -hmm. even though my Savior was. Um, So is that foreign or for me and this is just me uh, everyone has their own views on God and mm-hmm. I respect that yeah. you know, wh- whatever you see I like the idea of having a relationship with a being that okay. created everything okay. if you don't have a relationship with that hey I'm, I'm cool with that yeah. you know it's to each their own yeah. um, for me and this is a, a very long and drawn out conversation uh, for me um, where God is energy it's the energy of the universe everything that's ever existed in life that we know of and that yeah. we don't know of is God. Yeah. And Jesus is this spiritual energy placed into a physical form. Okay. If we look at things that were going on in the Bible, right, back in the older days when Jesus was alive, at that time, humans lived in a very physical reality, a very physical world. We didn't have psychology like we do today. You know, we didn't have things of the mind, self-awareness. We do, but not on the same level. When Jesus came down and became a part of, of humans, he came in a physical form because humans of that era, of that reality, needed a physical form. His workings of you know, 
alchemy, transmutation, things like that. Those things are him manipulating the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit essentially to me is energy of the universe. Can I can I ask what what standard, what literature, what you know, mm -hmm. is this okay. So the Kabbalion's one. Okay. Kabbalion's not a book that you can read the first time and have a concept of, okay, this is God. Mm -hmm. You have to go into it with a mindset of it exists. Everything mm -hmm. that it says is just what it is. Do you and you think that's compatible, or that's that's you think that's um, what's the right term? You think that can be held in harmony with the scriptures, or do you think I they think, contradict themselves? I think that for me, it's we have the Bible, and the Bible is overwhelming. Honestly, there's a lot of information in it that has been changed over many, many different years. It's been changed from different languages. What do you mean by that? As in, we, we've had different translations okay, over okay. many different years. Okay. Um, we have different religions saying, hey, this is the right way, and these people over here are wrong. Mm -hmm. And yeah. some people believe that theirs is the right way and everyone else's is wrong. Okay. And for me, there's a lot of general things in the Bible, whether you're Catholic, whether you're Christian or not, that hit the same principles, yeah. hit the same things, the core values in them, you know, like the Ten Commandments. You see other monotheistic religions and then also um, what's the word I'm looking for uh, Ju Judeo-Christian mm -hmm. uh, they focus on core values you know the golden rule spreads across mm -hmm. all different religions do unto others mm -hmm. as you'd have them do unto you yeah. and I think whether or not the translations have changed whether or not the words have changed whether or not they focus on uh, you know don't cut your hair uh, women don't wear jeans and interpretations because yeah, I mean exactly. I think you would agree too that like I would agree, uh, you know, the, the scriptures were written in Aramaic, Hebrew, and Greek. Um, but, especially with the, even the New Testament, you have over 5,600 manuscripts. Mm -hmm. And so our, our selection of, of what was true to the originals mm -hmm. is very good. And even though Greek doesn't translate perfectly into English, mm -hmm. it's almost 99%. I, I've, I've seen some scholars say that they would even say up, put up to 99% accurate or confidence of... of that this is accurate representation mm -hmm. of the originals. But now I'll agree with you that even with that, there's there's completely inter there's interpretations mm -hmm. that, that are, are completely false. And I think we would all agree with that. Yeah. But I think something that's and this and I know you gotta get back to your booth, but Owen, I think something that I've caught that's it's very distinct from us is our our view of mistakes mm -hmm. versus what we think is sin. Mm -hmm. um, and sin specifically to what we believe the scriptures teach as a holy God. Mm -hmm. So um, you're talking about how you think that the Bible can give us um, general truths of right and wrong, mm -hmm. which I, I agree with you on that. Um, but I think where we, where we separate is that you and I both agree that we can't always uh, meet these commands mm -hmm. fully. We can't be, we can't, we can't be perfect. Yeah. We're, we're going to fall short. But where we separate is your view is it's a mistake that can be corrected over time. Mm -hmm. Whereas mine is if I, if I sin against God's law even once, mm -hmm. I'm condemned. Mm. I'm condemned. Mm -hmm. um, so I need a savior. Mm -hmm. um, James tells us that even if you obey the law in every part but, but fall short of, of, of one command, mm -hmm. you're guilty of it all. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we when we look at the New Testament, we see Christ fulfill perfectly mm -hmm. what we couldn't. And mm -hmm. so my encouragement for people who, who kind of share this belief is that 
is that even if you feel like you can obey some part of the law, even if you can take some generous truths up from the Bible, but you see that you're falling short, pursue Christ in that and help. And, and, and I want and to see that sin is much more than just a mistake, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but David, do you, Chris, you guys want to change anything? Um, the, only, the only real thing I have to add to the, to the very end of this is, uh, you know, we're, you express a lot of opinion, opinion about how there's one person can be right, maybe another person can be right. Mm-hmm. So what about two things that are completely contradictory to each other? Do you think both people can be right? Uh, explain, what do you mean? As far as like uh, the afterlife, what happens when you die, who God is. So what, think, what if there was two opposing, completely opposing views? Could they both be right? I think that it's possible that they both could be right because really we're, we're talking about a subject where we don't have answers to it. We have things that we believe are answers. We believe our truths, like in our heart. You know, in our faith, we believe they are true. Um, and I think to us, they are. And to someone else, they're true to them. And between them and their God, it's true to them. I think it's very possible that we could be, both be right. Um, the people who believe that God doesn't exist, they could be right too. So you believe truth is relative, not objective. So that's kind of like postmodernism. You believe that basically like anybody... A person can believe, if they have some understanding of some type of creator being, even if it's, say, like a, a Muslim and a Christian, mm-hmm. and Muslims would tell us that, like, okay, we're, we're close. Would you? So would you consider that they would be able to attain an afterlife just like a Christian would, even if they come at it from a different, you know, a different religious view? Would okay. you say that? Well, let me ask you a question for everyone here. We live in a culture where we're introduced to God at a very young age, right? Yeah. Normally we go to church when we're growing up. What about societies where they don't or are not introduced to God at a very early age or not introduced to our Christian God at all for their whole lives? Do they go to hell? Because they're not introduced to God. You, you see what I'm saying? I mean, I would say, biblically, from a biblical perspective now, not from my opinion, I would say that, yeah, because even in the Old Testament with Israel, you have pagan nations that obviously... They didn't believe mm-hmm. in the God of the Hebrews. And, you know, of course, during that time, it was under a different covenant. Uh, sometimes those Israel would wipe those nations out, which obviously well, that's not the covenant we're in today. But um, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. When we talk about like... Can I say something on that last point real quick? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I believe that, um, that those whom God has chosen for salvation for the foundation of the world, Ephesians mm-hmm. 1, will be saved and paul says in romans uh 12 in romans chapter 10 he says for there is no distinction between jew and greek for the same lord is lord of all abounding in riches for all who call on him for whoever will call on the name of the lord will be saved verse 14 how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed how will they believe in him whom they have not heard and how will they hear without a preacher how will they preach unless they are sent just as it is written how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good uh, good news of good things. And then verse 17 says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So I believe that God in his sovereign decree will bring the gospel to all those uh, people from every nation. And we, we see this even as a reality here and standing on Western soil, mm-hmm. the faith, uh, a Middle Eastern faith originally has, has come to us, has mm-hmm. come to our nation. Mm-hmm. And so we see that even from the, from the first from the first century, when the church was birthed at Pentecost, the gospel went out because in fulfilling of the Great Commission. 
So I believe that Christians, our commission is to take the gospel mm-hmm. to those people who haven't grown up in cultures like ours. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, yes, if, if someone doesn't hear the gospel, if someone doesn't place their faith in Christ, they will go to hell. Now, why is that just? Why do I believe that's just? Because they're sinners. Mm-hmm. They've fallen short of the glory of God. Paul tells us in Romans 1 that um, all human beings being made imago Dei we're made in God's image. We have God has written his law on our hearts. We, we know right and wrong, all of us do, whether people deny a moral standard or, or not, regardless of their faith, we know right and wrong, and we've all sinned against God, whether we've not, we've trusted in this God or not. That That's the mm-hmm. Christian belief. Yeah. And so, um, so whether or not we hear the gospel, we've sinned against God, we, we, we all have. Mm-hmm. And so that alone is, is just punishment for eternal damnation. I think that goes back to our distinction of what we view as a mistake versus a sin. You know, I believe even one sin is worth condemnation Mm -hmm. uh, because God is so holy. Um, But now I believe that those whom God has chosen for salvation, he will, by the means of of other Christians, get the gospel to them so that they may be saved. Mm -hmm. So that's my... Respectfully, um, with heaven and hell, I don't think of it as a place that we go after we die for me is this going back to that source that you read uh, this is just generally my beliefs from what I've read from the Bible and and other things as well Um, so God is this energy being as I was saying earlier when we leave here when we leave earth when we die the spiritual essence our soul is what I would say is is our soul leaves our physical body and it goes into the universe and our knowledge, everything that we accumulate in our brains with knowledge goes to our soul. And we carry that with us after we die. And our energy goes back into everything that exists. And if that is God, then we go back to God. We go back and become a part of God, essentially. And if God wants to choose to let us come back down here, he, he, can, he has that right. Um, there's plenty of different situations where we can see humans are being reincarnated. I mean, scientifically, just on a scientific level, we go and look at human beings being reincarnated out through the, throughout the entire world. There's not really any way to explain that with science. I mean, there, there's not really truly a way to explain it. And you know, and I'll give you an example: is uh, there was a kid that was born, I think he was born in Russia, I believe, is where it was, and he had knowledge that no other humans had, and it was of Mars, of, of civilization on Mars. Uh, he had. Uh, knowledge of algebraic equations and and trigonometry at like five years old. Uh, How does science explain something like that? Uh, When we come to religion and faith, how do we explain something like that? Well, if we see reincarnation, that's the first thing everybody jumps on, but there's reincarnation in various different ways across different cultures and different religions, so on and so forth. To me, none of that is is important. You know, it's it's reincarnation that's that's the proof of it, right? Uh, To each individual you know, like you were saying earlier, kind of the modern, modern, uh, modern view yeah, of it. Modern, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, everyone has a relationship with their creator. So, you know, if you believe in heaven or hell, by all means, 100%. Um, so I identify as Unitarian Universalism. My thing is, is whatever your religion is, you know, even if you're Satanist, I don't, I don't believe in Satanism, uh, but if you are Satanist, find your truth. That's your life is finding your truth. Your goal is to find your truth about reality. Your universe is to 
to go with that and find whatever it is and to constantly chase it. So do you believe in any objective? Do you believe like in any, like if I were to say that the sky is purple, would you disagree with me on that? Well, yeah, I would. Okay. So, because I see the sky is blue. Yeah, okay. But here's the thing. But when it, you, so when it comes to spiritual matters, you're saying it's all out and there is no objective If someone truth. is colorblind and they say the sky is gray, is the sky gray or is the sky blue? Mm-hmm. To us, the sky is blue. Mm-hmm. Someone's colorblind may see it as gray. Mm-hmm. So to them, if they say the sky is gray and I say the sky is blue, we're both mm-hmm. right. So let me use a, a more current example too. Say I have COVID mm-hmm. and I've lost my taste mm-hmm. and I'm eating a uh, delicious strawberry blizzard from Dairy Queen. That sounds really good in this hot weather. Uh, Yes, that sounds lovely, actually. And I told you that this strawberry blizzard has no taste, that Mm -hmm. it's a tasteless strawberry blizzard. Mm -hmm. And I I make that objective claim. Mm -hmm. Am I I wrong in that claim to say that it it is a, a not true that this, this strawberry blizzard has no taste, has no flavor. In your reality, it has no taste. Okay, but would I still be right in saying that it's a tasteless strawberry blizzard? Yes and no, truthfully. Okay. You're experiencing no taste, mm-hmm. but if I ate it, I would experience taste. It yeah. would taste like strawberry. I think that goes back to experience versus truth, too. I think, I think we would all agree that we can experience things mm-hmm. that might not be true. Oh, yes. yes okay. Yes. Okay. Yep. So, uh... Going back to that postmodern thought that David had, mm-hmm. um, if you know, if truth's not objective, then you and I can believe whatever we want. But how do we make any truth claims? You know, like how do how can we say this is what I believe will ha- what will happen mm-hmm. at the end of my life when we don't have a a, a standard outside of our own mm-hmm. experience to say. This is why I believe what I believe in that. I and all modernism is kind of self-refuting in a way because it makes a truth claim. You know, if the, it, it has to make a truth claim that, you know, you can believe what you want to believe, but that can, it kind of goes against itself, you know, in a way, because it is saying that, you know, you can believe whatever you want, which is a, a kind of a truth claim, you know. But you see that, yeah. And, and how does that work as far as, like, laws of morality, too? Because somebody could claim that, you know, it's okay to I, kids or something. I yeah. could say that murdering's yeah. wrong or right, and then go murder somebody. But you know, is murder right or wrong? Can we so, to, to address your issue here? Is, mm-hmm. is we have morality across the board. Yeah. We have people who have never experienced religion in their lives, or who are completely atheist and don't want to be a part of religion. Who will say raping children is wrong, murdering people is wrong? Yeah, there's morality spread across the board that people innately know is good or bad. It has nothing to do with religion, really, because mm-hmm. with our society, we learn things as we grow up that are bad things to do. Don't steal. You don't have to believe in the Christian faith to know that stealing is wrong. You see what I mean? So morality is taught to us by other humans. We learn that as... Yeah. Just by God, too, though, because yeah. God says that the law of God mm-hmm. is written on the conscience of the mind. That's why, like, when I go and smack Chris in the face, you know, I feel bad for it, mm-hmm. and... Even if I didn't, even if I didn't even know anything about the Bible, like mm-hmm. something in me would say, you know what, that was wrong. And and the Bible even says that creation itself testifies to us that you know there's a creator. So the stand, whether we admit it or not, like the standard of morality we have, whether we know Scripture or whether we know about God or Jesus Christ or anything, like that standard of morality has to come from God. Otherwise, mm-hmm. because He says, you know, it's written. It's written on our conscience. So we, we you know, we understand. I think we... it's, I agree, it's imprinted on our soul by God. Uh, for a lot of people, it, it's, honestly, it boils down it's to not, this. It's not, ex- it's, not, uh, it's not external. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have to be taught exactly. You know, maybe in some cultures you might have to be taught, but, like, 
we have that general idea of right and wrong. Yes, and and yes. I, I think that has to come. You know, I think, mm-hmm. I think that's unique, Owen. How you how you believe that it's 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 given to us by God, but at the same time, the someone can reject this God altogether and still end up in the same location as one who is. I think there's multiple paths to God. Okay. Now I, I think you can have the Christian path. Yeah. Um, and that's your path, or that's a lot of people's paths. But you can have yeah. other paths to God. Okay. We have different cultural people across the whole world who have experienced God and give Him different names. To me, you have Native Americans who believe in the Great Spirit, right? And we have Christian people who believe in God. To me, God and the Great Spirit are the same person. But are it's they the all true? To them, to those people, in their realities, in their existence, in their lives, it's true. And it's, well, let a, me and let me give you an even more clear example. So, a Muslim denies Christ as the Son of God. A Muslim doesn't even believe Jesus was crucified. Mm-hmm. We believe Jesus was crucified. Mm-hmm. Are we both right? To our realities, we feel like we're both right. They but there's believe, a historical aspect to this too. Yes. Yeah, like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, was Jesus who the Bible claims? He yeah. Was, like, was he who the Muslims or I could say. Donald Trump is president, oh. yeah. and a lot of people around here would probably say amen to that. Yeah. Um, but is he really the active? Yeah. You know, is he so really in the Oval Office? We have when you go back to Jesus and uh, Muhammad. Okay. Right, you have one side of the people who's like it was Jesus. One side who's it's Muhammad. Yeah. Right? So for us, we don't know if it was Muhammad or Jesus. We believe it was Jesus. Well, we have we, a, have, we have historical accounts. You know, we can't we can't forget that the scriptures weren't written in. Mm-hmm. 1500 mm-hmm. you know so somebody who's muslim would look at something that's a christian fact right mm-hmm. and they would say that's not true of course yeah and they would say look look, look at this fact mm-hmm. right look at our muslim fact over here mm-hmm. and it may not agree with our christian fact mm-hmm. about muhammad mm-hmm. and it's true to them but mm-hmm. it's not true to us I think so are that, we both wrong yeah. or are we both right or is one of us wrong yeah. and one of us wrong i think the right. distinction and i think this is not this isn't and you'll appreciate that this isn't just like a well i believe this because i'm a christian but one of the distinctions between the Bible and the Quran is the eyewitness accounts of such events. Um, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 that the risen Christ, well, there's there many people, uh, the disciples themselves, witnessed the crucifixion of Jesus. We have outside sources of uh, outside scripture that account for the crucifixion of Jesus. And then we see even other um outside sources that attest to his resurrection but primarily even in the in the new testament first corinthians 15 we see that jesus the risen cross was seen by over 500 people so we see the the eyewitness testimony of these historical events which if we were in the court of law and you said that um that um joe Joe stole a Mercedes Benz last Friday, but no one saw it. And you're the only you're the only one who's claiming to to, mm, to see mm-hmm. this. Yeah. None of us would take that. That wouldn't go very far in the court of law mm-hmm. because there's no eyewitnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that's one of the greatest testimonies of Scripture mm-hmm. is the eyewitness accounts. Mm-hmm. And so these accounts of Christ are eyewitness accounts. And so you even have the writers of the New Testament. They were either with Jesus mm-hmm. or they were close. Um, they were they were with an apostle who was with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, they were willing to die too. Mm-hmm. I think that's something a lot of people forget is these these men died because they like if you if you're going to die for something you better know that it's true. You know mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out here and lay down on the train tracks you know just for any reason. Mm-hmm. But they were willing you know to go be burned to be beaten you know to be strangled and everything else because they knew this to be true and they had saw it or they knew people that had had saw it and. 
to me, that says, you know, if I'm willing to lay my life down for something, then I better know, you know, I better know that it, it that it's true. And Owen, as an intellectual, I know it's probably in the back of his mind saying, well, what, do, what would you guys say to these uh, Islamic terrorists who, who are giving their life for uh, what they believe to be Allah? Now, do you believe in, in the... In the apostles, do you believe in, in Christ's disciples? Do you believe that these were real? Or do you kind of believe as with maybe with the record of Jesus that they could have existed, mm-hmm. maybe they didn't? I think for me personally, um, I believe in the Bible. Everything that happened in the Bible, we have historical accounts of it being true, of it occurring. It's, for example, um, one of my favorite examples is to give uh, Parting of the Red Sea. If you, there's people, scientific, you can look this up too as well. I'm not sure about the sources, but you can find that they found chariot wheels at the bottom of the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. Red Sea's pretty deep. Yeah. So yeah. if they found chariot wheels down there, how did they get down there? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. couldn't have been on a boat mm-hmm. at that time. I mean, they could have, yeah. but it's been very hard to put a lot of chariots on boats mm-hmm. and then dump them into the Red Sea, you know, and, and there are no mm-hmm. remnants of ship. We have the wood that survived after all mm-hmm. these years, and it's there at the bottom of the Red Sea. So there's, there's accuracies there. There's mm-hmm. historical truths that are mentioned in the Bible. Do you believe in the resurrection? Yes. Um, and as I was, I was going to get back to this, we got distracted. Sorry. So, but it's all right. I love the conversation. Yeah. I can do it all day. Um, so Jesus died. Um, and he come back and he met with the disciples on uh, Galilee or Sinai. Mountain, one of the mountains. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, after he died, he came back and met with the disciples. He yeah. said, let's go and meditate on this. Yeah. think about these things. Yeah. Uh, Mount of Olives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, when he does that, they take their fingers, put it through the hole. Thomas, yeah. Uh, in his feet or his, his hands, I believe. Yeah. His ribs or something like that. Yeah. 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 That form that Jesus took was a spiritual being. So you don't, you so you believe the Bible, but you don't believe Jesus was truly His physical vessel physical. died. His spiritual essence was alive. So you don't? Do you believe Jesus rose physically? That his physical body is out of the tomb? No, I believe that his spiritual essence rose. His okay, soul. So you believe that the the corpse of Jesus though rot? Yeah, the, the, the physical body, the spirit, the physical vessel, the spirit. So if okay. we look at God as energy, right? Jesus is a part of God, mm-hmm. you know, the Trinity. Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit—they're all mm-hmm. one and the same. They're all energy. Mm-hmm. And what it was is, to me, Jesus pulled this physical form, his physical mm-hmm. form, into his spiritual essence went into a physical form. Mm-hmm. So that's why they recognize Jesus. Uh, if we look at testaments of God throughout the Bible, mm-hmm. he's all-encompassing light, light that man hasn't laid eyes on, light that's too bright for men to lay eyes on. If we look at the burning bush, he's fire. Mm-hmm. You know, he's talking, he's fire, he's yeah. light, and fire is light. We, I, w- I would view that as a pre-incarnate yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. side of yeah. 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 Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, they recognized him as the gardener. Yeah. You know, at the well, if you, if you look in the Old Testament, there's actually like stories in the Old Testament of I'm going to send someone mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. And it ends up being Jesus in the New Testament. But uh, you reject us, though in us. Revelation where John uh, takes a prophecy from Isaiah and ties it to Christ and said that his body would not see decay. So. So for me, we look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four okay. testaments there that are stories about Jesus rising. Jesus well, is resurrected. Same, same story, different eyewitness yes, accounts. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so we live in a, a context of an era where at that time it was a patriarchal society, right? And one of those testaments says that the women discovered Jesus first. If we're living in an era where it's a patriarchal society, how did this get into the Bible where women experienced seeing Jesus first over the disciples who are mm-hmm. men? 
I think Jesus elevates women. You know, yes, I, th- yes. I think the I think the New Testament is very countercultural, yes. which again goes to its uh, credibility. Mm-hmm. Because if I, if it wasn't a divine writing, mm-hmm. I think it would be written, written very differently. Mm-hmm. But you think John was lying when he said that? No, I think that to me, that's John's reality. As I was saying earlier, John feels like he experienced it. That so we, was what we can't, John thought he experienced. So he was trying to tell okay. what he experienced in his own words. So I get. So I can't. We can't take the the scripture in totality and trust it. Mm-hmm. It's ultimately up to me to trust and believe what I want to believe about the Bible. So it, it, in it, it's in its totality, it's not true. It all depends on how I experience it. See, because so what, so for me, I think okay. this is where we're differing. I don't okay. believe that God gave us objective truth. Okay. I believe that there's multiple paths to God. So objective truth. There is, but only God knows it. Well, see? and that would be—that's an objective truth claim too. Well, I understand yeah. that, but yeah. but only God knows it. We are striving to learn about it. We're okay. striving to see it, try to learn what it is, and our entire existence as human beings, species, yeah. for millions of years, is to try to understand what God is and to attain some level of understanding and connect with Him. And you believe that to be the the spiritual truth? I believe that's our purpose in life as so that's a human obje- species. Yeah, that would be. And so, if you're if you're making that claim, not just for Owen, mm-hmm. but you're saying that that's our goal in in, in life as mankind, mm-hmm. that would be an objective truth to me. Okay, so you you stand by the by that very statement. You believe that 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 could be also wrong. Yes. Okay. One hundred percent. Okay. Completely. I could be completely wrong. Okay. So there's objective truth to if, individuals personally, mm-hmm. but in reality, it's all relative truth. For God. As a, as a being, right? Okay. There's multiple truths to the universe. Okay. And yeah. we could discover, you know, this path over here could yeah. lead to God. Yeah. This path over here could lead to God. Yeah. I think when we get down to these, like, nitty-gritty things that yeah. God God doesn't care about that. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. care about whether or not you masturbate or whether you don't masturbate. Yeah. Whether or not you wear your hair long or whether you don't. Whether women wear pants or whether they don't. Yeah. They don't. yeah. He doesn't care about those yeah. things. I think yeah. the, the core of your soul, if you do good, yeah. if you live up to the standard that he's set with yeah. Jesus, with Muhammad, yeah. you, know, you know, peace, yeah. all these things that are imprinted on us, uh, imprinted on our lives, imprinted on our soul that we yeah. learn throughout our yeah. existence, not even yeah. just, you know, this life, other lives as well. You can find a path to God through that. There's different, yeah. you know, scouring different paths, millions yeah. of different paths, thousands of different paths. We don't know how many paths there are. There could be okay. millions of different paths. Well, Owen... Dude, it has been an extraordinary pleasure talking to you. And I think as we end this conversation, and I thank you, man. I hope your booth's not Maddie. Oh no, blame no. it all on us. There's some more guys who showed up, so but, um, uh, and they can work. I've worked for three. Yeah, days. <laughs> yeah you've been here a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think as we leave this conversation, we want to make sure that that you know that from the Christian perspective, that if another Christian comes up and, and tries to say. You know they prof- they're a professed Christian, mm-hmm. and I know that you've already encountered other Christians like this, and mm-hmm. they think I believe in Jesus, but I- I'm going to heaven because I think I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. Our con- our burden is that you understand the true gospel from a Christian perspective. Yeah, is that God I- is I grew holy. Up, I grew up Methodist, so yeah, I went to Wesley. Okay, so I yeah, I learned yeah. a lot of things about yeah. religion as I was growing up. Yeah, so we we can't save ourselves. Mankind is sinful. We've 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 fallen short of God's glory. Christ came. Uh, as truly God, truly man, lived the life we couldn't live, died the death that we deserve, 
and we can uh, receive salvation and forgiveness of sins through faith in Christ alone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that's that's what we pray that other Christians also would share to you. Mm-hmm. But um, that w- next time you have a conversation with a Christian, you can be like, I know, I know what you believe. See, for the Christian view there that, that you guys have um, with that, I agree with that. I, you know, for your all, if that's what your all's paths are, 100%. Chase that forever. Chase your truth. Um, and from what I've learned growing up, that is the truth. And there's a lot of people that aren't seeing Christianity as that is the truth. You know, especially around here when they grow up, they, they I guess, misconstrue the idea of what the real goal is. Or what, what the real truth is that it explains as we learn in Christianity. Um, and chase your path until you find out what, you know, what, what radiates with your soul. You know, what makes you feel comfortable? What makes you feel safe and what makes you feel good as a good person? You know, go out and do charity work. You know, go out and help people. Don't ask for anything in return. You know, just do it because that's what you're taught to do as good. Good deeds. All right, well, about to wrap this up. Um... I want to urge you, uh, think about everything we talked about. Oh, yes, I always do, especially with Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There is a reality, though. may not be today, may not be tomorrow. could be today. could be 50 years from now. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to die one day. Yes. And that's when the reality of what that truth that we were talking about Mm -hmm. becomes reality. Mm -hmm. So nobody can deny death. Everyone is going to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I pray that. You, you search for what that is truly true, not just subjectively mm-hmm. what is objectively true. Mm-hmm. So I'm, are you willing to put all your chips on the table that if you were to die today, that what you believe is true? To me, yes. Okay. Well, I, I believe I, it, yes. Yeah. I have faith, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, like I said, I want to urge you just to think about what we talked about. Um, we'll pray for you. Um, we got some tracks. you mind taking some stuff with you? We got Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to go with what you were saying there mm-hmm. about dying, uh, 100% my truth is, to me, if I believe that I'm wrong, that Jesus will send me back again to go through it again so I'll learn about him if I am wrong. Um, Jesus will has enough grace, has enough holy power of the entire universe to send me back and say, well, you didn't learn your lesson the first time, so here you go. You're going to learn it the second time. You're going to go through life again. And, and, and to I, me, that's where my idea of heaven and hell differentiate. Is well, we're, we're coming into that. Yeah. I have to go through... We're, a life where suffering is innate. We experience suffering every day, whether it's something small or something normal. I have to go through that again, and that would be my hell. Mm-hmm. Not essentially a place to go, but I have to go back and experience reality again and not be in a, a perfect place, if that makes sense. There's a story Jesus actually gave about that with a rich man and a beggar. Mm-hmm. It says a rich man died, and he lifted up his eyes, and he was in hell. And the, the poor man, when he died... He was in Abraham's bosom, which at that time was the place of, you know, we would consider heaven. Mm-hmm. And it says that the the, the rich man asked, uh, it says that he asked, uh, he asked Abraham to send the poor man back to tell his brothers to not come to the place of torment that he was in. Because what we don't, what, we, what I didn't tell you is that this poor man had laid at the gate of the rich man every day begging for food and he wouldn't give him food, right? Mm-hmm. So that right there in itself is a picture. And, and Abraham, uh, Abraham told the, the uh, rich man, he said, you know, they won't believe you. If I send you back, even if one were to come back from the dead, they will not believe because they didn't believe Moses and they didn't believe the prophets. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's an instance. I mean, if you believe the Bible is true, there's an instance where Scripture tells us that, you know, 
we're not going to get a second chance. Mm-hmm. You know, if we, and based on that story, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's. I'll just read it verbatim. That way I don't kind of butcher it. Yeah. I understand. I'm and it as much as it is appointed for men to die once and after this comes judgment. So, I mean, that, that in a sense is, is what that story is getting at is mm-hmm. that, you know, we're not going to have a chance. Um, even if we were to beg, you know, in hell, God, let me go back and let me even warn other people. He's he's not going to give us that chance. Mm-hmm. I just want to have one last line. And Owen, this is the kind of carry on the conversations we've had in the past. If you made the statement that you believe in the in the Bible, you mm-hmm. believe that it's true. Um, you know, Hebrews nine twenty seven is just a small nugget of where I would say that that contradicts your view of the afterlife already that it is appointed for a man to die and then comes judgment not another opportunity to make right the wrongs that we had that we have committed in our first life Mm -hmm. and so the last thing that i want to say before i before i shut my mouth up is that um if you claim to believe that the scriptures are true Mm -hmm. um my prayer is that you would see that these truths that the bible professes aren't Mm -hmm. compatible with other you know, like we said, postmodern views, like that mm-hmm. just of a relative truths, that these are actually making objective truth claims. You know, they're saying this this is fact. Mm-hmm. Um, this that's that's because what we can't do and what would be wrong is for you to write something down on a piece of paper and you to be the author of that and you to have your own authorial intent with what you write. If you were to write me a letter right now, mm-hmm. it would be wrong for someone to come uh, uh, again two thousand years from now, pick up the letter you wrote me. And say this is what Owen meant, and mm-hmm. completely distort mm-hmm. what what the, the message that you wrote me, mm-hmm. because you had an actual intent, you had meaning, you you had you had factual information to share with me, mm-hmm. and it would be wrong, it wouldn't be right for me to come by twenty uh, two thousand years from now and say this is what Owen m- meant mm-hmm. when it actually wasn't what you meant. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what yeah. I want to get back to is that the 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 author of scripture had an authorial intent. They actually meant something with what they wrote. Mm-hmm. And we can't come to the scripture and say, well, this is what they meant and not actually try to find the context mm-hmm. of that meeting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I, to, to go off of what you're saying here is, is to, to alleviate confusion, I guess, is for me, the Bible is something I'm going to have to read for my entire life before I really feel like I have a truly sound understanding. Does that make sense? It's not something you can read one time and be like, okay, I believe in God. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not it. You just can't read it once. Um, but past, you know, the past that is for me, what I've read in the Bible, what I've experienced um, through studying the Bible and, and just reading it, um, sometimes daily, sometimes weekly, it, it varies. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll read it for four days and then sometimes I'll put it down and not read it for two weeks, yeah. Yeah. three months, yeah. things like that. Um, the things that I've come to find proof about, we have truth of that happened, that occurred. And then we have these small things of. For this person over here, this is true. For this person over here, that's true. Uh, and so reading a Bible, we read the Christian version. There's a lot of guys, especially in the lodge, that will read the King James version of the Bible. Um, if we look at King James as a person now, he might not have been the best of the best, if you know what I mean. I agree. Um, so translation-wise, to me, there's a little trouble there because the person who translated it had other intentions then King what, James wasn't well, the author he, of Scripture. Was, I understand yeah, that, but yeah. he was the one that got he the people to translate. translate. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and at any point, if you didn't, dis- if you disagreed with the king, what would happen? Yeah. You know, yeah. he was a king. He could have yeah. he could have killed you on the spot, killed your family, killed your kids. If I was a parent, yeah. and you said, if you don't do this, I'm going to kill your yeah. kids. Yeah. Well, you know, 
you it know, you know, better. Paul the Apostle had Christians murdered and put in prison before he got saved. So yeah, and he wrote yeah. thirteen books we, of the New Testament. And why would we trust Paul yeah. when we believe in the doctrine of dual authorship? Yeah. And it wasn't just Paul writing Scripture, but the Holy Spirit was inspiring what he wrote. Because if it, if, if the Holy Spirit wasn't active in in the uh, in the canon in in the inspiration of Scripture, then we're trusting fallen men to write something divine. Yeah. And, and, and that wouldn't be credible. So I think in, in conclusion, mm-hmm. uh, Owen, thank you so much for having a conversation Anytime. with us. Anytime. I love um, it. Always. Follow up with me, man, on Facebook if you ever want to continue this. If you oh, ever yes. have anything that you 100%. want us to read, we appreciate you taking these resources. Yeah, anytime. And, uh, man, yeah. thank you. Yeah, anytime. I love talking about religion. I can talk about it all day. Um, and for me, it's, it's, it's about respect. You know, For me, it's, it's 100 respect. It, it, even if we disagree at the end of the conversation, I still respect it, and I'm going to think hard about it. And I think that's the point, is we're supposed to challenge one another yeah. to think about religion yeah. and think, okay, am I really wrong? Maybe I need to fix this. Maybe I need to read yeah. more about it and discover for myself. Yeah. Maybe I am wrong. Yeah. And if I am wrong, when I discover that I'm right, I will admit to my wrongs. Yeah. That's, that's part of it. That's, yep. that's, that's all we Part of the journey. That's part of the journey. Yep. I will, you, yeah, of course. We definitely appreciate it. Yeah, man. anytime, man. Yeah. Great, great sure. conversation. Yeah, of course. Good luck with the booth today. <laughs> we'll be right.